Section 19 of The Wisdom of the Ancients. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Joshua Loke. The Wisdom of the Ancients, a series of mythological fables by Francis Bacon. Diomed or Zeal explained of the persecution or zeal for religion. Diomed acquired great glory and honor at the Trojan War, and was highly favored by Pallas, who encouraged and excited him by no means to spare Venus, if he should casually meet her in fight. He followed the advice with too much eagerness and intrepidity, and accordingly wounded that goddess in her hand. This presumptuous action remained unpunished for a time, and when the war was ended, he returned with great glory and renown to his own country, where, finding himself embroiled with domestic affairs, he retired into Italy. Here, also at first, he was well received and nobly entertained by King Donus, who, besides other gifts and honors, erected statues for him over all his dominions. But upon the first calamity that afflicted the people after the stranger's arrival, Donus immediately reflected that he entertained a devoted person in his palace, an enemy to the gods, and one who had sacrilegiously wounded a goddess with his sword, whom it was impious but to touch. To expiate, therefore, his country's guilt, he, without regards to the laws of hospitality, which were less regarded by him than the laws of religion, directly slew his guest, and commanded his statues and all his honors to be raised and abolished. Nor was it safe for others to commiserate or bewail so cruel a destiny, but even his companions in arms, whilst they lamented the death of their leader, and filled all places with their complaints, were turned into a kind of swans, which are said at the approach of their own death, to chant sweet melancholy dirges. Explanation This fable intimates an extraordinary and almost singular thing, for no hero besides Diomed is recorded to have wounded any of the gods. Doubtless we have here described the nature and fate of a man who professedly makes any divine worship or sect of religion though in itself vain and light, the only scope of his actions, and resolves to propagate it by fire and sword. For although the bloody dissensions and differences about religion were unknown to the ancients, yet so copious and diffusive was their knowledge, that what they knew not by experience they comprehended in thought and representation. Those, therefore, who endeavor to reform or establish any sect of religion, though vain, corrupt, and infamous, which is here denoted under the person of Venus, not by the force of reason, learning, sanctity of manners, the weight of arguments, and examples, but would spread or extirpate it by persecution, pains, penalties, tortures, fire, and sword, may perhaps be instigated hereto by Pallas that is, by a certain rigid prudential consideration, and a severity of judgment, by the vigor and efficacy whereof 
they see thoroughly into the fallacies and fictions of the delusions of this kind, and through aversion to depravity and a well-meant zeal. These men, usually for a time, acquire great fame and glory, and are, by the vulgar, to whom no moderate measures can be acceptable, extolled and almost adored, as the only patrons and protectors of truth and religion, men of any other disposition seeming, in comparison with these, to be lukewarm, mean-spirited, and cowardly. This fame and felicity, however, seldom endures to the end, but all violence, unless it escapes the reverses and changes of things by untimely death, is commonly unprosperous in the issue, and if a change of affairs happens, and that sect of religion which was persecuted and oppressed gains strength and rises again, then the zeal and warm endeavors of this sort of men are condemned. Their very name becomes odious, and all their honors terminate in disgrace. As to the point that Diomed should be slain by his hospitable entertainer, this denotes that religious dissensions may cause treachery, bloody animosities, and deceit, even between the nearest friends. That complaining or bewailing should not, in so enormous a case, be permitted to friends affected by the catastrophe without punishment, includes this prudent admonition, that almost in all kinds of wickedness and depravity, men have still room left for commiseration so that they who hate the crime may yet pity the person and bewail his calamity from a principle of humanity and good nature, and to forbid the overflowings and intercourses of pity upon such occasions were the extremest of evils. Yet, in the cause of religion and impiety, the very commiserations of men are noted and suspected. On the other hand, the lamentations and complainings of the followers and attendants of Diomed that is, of men of the same sect or persuasion, are usually very sweet, agreeable, and moving, like the dying notes of swans, or the birds of Diomed. This also is a noble and remarkable part of the allegory, denoting that the last words of those who suffer for the sake of religion strongly affect and sway men's minds, and leave a lasting impression upon the sense and memory. End of section 19